0: Welcome to the Bullish Drive Podcast, where we explore the realms of faith, mental performance, and personal testimonies through conversations with high-level performers. Join us as we extract valuable insights from their experiences to supercharge your pursuit of peak performance this is a Bullish Drive podcast. What's up, guys? It's James, your mental performance coach, and welcome back to another episode of the Bullish Drive podcast. And I'm super stoked. If you're joining us for the first time here on the show, we interview high-performing individuals, whether athletes or musicians, those people who have overcome hardships, have gone through the journey, and are just willing to share their wisdom. What mindset do you need? What uh, obedience to God did they have to do? What journey did God take them on to Get to where they are today. And so I'm super stoked to invite just a good friend of mine uh, who's been pairing up the Christian reggaeton scene. He's traveled all around the world, uh, starting off as a ghostwriter pretty much for some pretty big musicians and artists who we'll talk about, and now performing himself. And just the level of obedience to God's plan for him has been incredible to hear and just talk to him about it. And it goes back to just understanding that God does have a destiny for us, but we have a choice whether we want to head towards it or head away from it. It's kind of like the analogy I always use is if we all go to a restaurant, we name the restaurant. But if we don't say how to get there or which restaurant it is, we might show up late or we may never show up at all. But that's because we have our own free will. We have our own decisions that we can make. We have our own choices. We have to remember that God is never going to force us into the destiny that he has set for us. But he does have a plan, a really big plan for us. And those plans definitely outmatch anything we can ever think of, which is why the conversation today is incredible, because the plans were much different than what our guests today had in mind. And it was the obedience that brought him to where he is today so a metaphor i really like to use is the story of this man who met this king in another country and they they kicked it off really well they were good friends and finally had to come back to america he had to come home and the king asked him what do you like are there is there like a pastime you like to do and the guy said well you know i like golfing king's like all right sounds good and he went back home, didn't think anything of it. And a few months later, he gets this package. He gets this package in the mail, and it's this long, thin box. And you know, the first thing he thinks of, the first thing I thought of when I heard this story, is like, "Oh, the king got him a golf club." He opened it up, and it wasn't a golf club. What it ended up being was a poster of something rolled up in a tube. And so he pulled out this tube, and he unrolled it, and what it was was a golf course the king had bought this man a golf course. In the same way God's plan for us greatly outmatches anything we can ever think of. The man thought he got a golf club, he got a golf course. In the same way God's destiny when it's revealed to us is going to be way bigger than anything that we have planned for our lives. But he knows the desires of our heart and he knows that the plan that he has for us is going to fulfill any need, want, hope or dream that we're striving for. And so today I'm super stoked to invite Friend of mine nico emmy to the bullish drive podcast nico it's been a long time coming welcome to the show
1: let's go my man thank you for having me here it's a pleasure for real
0: <laughs> yeah man it's a it's a long time coming it was bound to happen you're gonna be on here eventually you know what i'm saying so but yes. let's uh let's start with just uh, a little bit about yourself what you're doing and i gave kind of a little video show but let's hear what, what what are you doing today man what, what are you up to
1: man i feel like i'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It really is just how it feels like. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to obviously be a parent, be a husband full time, try to do it the best way that I can. Um, at the same time, uh, running a full ministry where uh, most of most of the people in my space um, are just doing music and just releasing music and doing shows and whatever. Yeah. We try to focus, on top of that, we try to focus on making sure that we are bringing something to the communities and not just bringing the music you know what i mean for me and my, my mentality has always been like okay when you when you get on a show when you get in a set you you perform you do your music and then you get their attention then what you know oh, what i mean yeah. like do they just put time and then go home so it's yeah. always felt like above and beyond so balancing everything has been it's been a challenge for real. <laughs>
0: dude i love that man i love it and and um you know nico nico and my history especially with my wife goes back quite a bit like uh i didn't know how small of a world we lived in until i found out that you actually grew up here in minnesota alongside uh my (laughs) wife yeah so uh, can you and and that was through um the youth groups at church right is that yeah kind of where it starts so yeah can, can you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so i grew up um well i got to the united states when i was like uh, 10 or 11 years old mm-hmm. um and the rest of my life i've been here in minnesota but um i grew up going to good to uh different groups youth groups but it wasn't really like i didn't feel like i had a relationship with god back then i felt like it was more like that's where my that's where like my whole community was because my parents would take me to church so it was like it's just that's just where we hung out basically Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah I, I grew up with like I feel like we know so many different people because we, I went to, to me, through so many like youth groups. It mm-hmm. was like, my main church was actually Emmanuel Christian church, mm-hmm. but like our services were like Wednesday, Wednesday nights, but then I would go like Sunday to another church. I would go like Saturday to another church. So it was like, almost like, you know, grew up in yeah. a bunch of different churches,
0: <laughs> dude. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it truly speaks on that, you know, we're all community, right? We're all this, this, this body of Christ extends beyond the walls of the church, right? It's oh, not, really? it's not locked into a church. And that's what, that's what I love. That's why I encourage like, uh, people, especially in faith, you know, meet other Christians, you know, go out there, yep. you know, uh, um, you can't, you can't grow, grow your faith inside of a vacuum. You know, it's, it's <laughs> gotta blend, you know I mean? It's gotta grow, you know So, um, so now where did your, passion for music start when did when did that get going and and how did it how did it grow from there what was like hey nico this is what i'm gonna do with my life let's get at it where did that come from
1: i love that question because uh from when i was very very little since whenever i could remember um i always wanted to play basketball that's all i wanted to do my i had a one track mind with playing basketball <laughs> we my brother and i were like we're gonna make it to the nba this is that's that's it there's no plan b no plan c nothing i actually didn't even like music like my brother would would play like really loud music in his room and i would get so annoyed like that's just a bunch of sound like like (laughs) what is happening um so then then i came to the u.s and of course we came here with the dream of like someday we're gonna make it to the nba Mm.
0: Every every little kid's dream, right? The NBA or
1: or baseball. There's always some sport that we're like. Yo, it's still my
0: dream, man. I'm gonna make the NBA someday. Let's go,
1: let's (laughs)
0: go.
1: Um. So then, my brother took me to uh, a reggaeton concert back Mm -hmm. then. It was Club Three Degrees, um, in downtown Minneapolis. Yep. And
0: yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even know if it's still open. It's not, man. My 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 band when I was in high school used to play there. Like we used to drive. Let's up here go and play. Yeah. So when you said that, I'm like freaking out a little bit. I'm like, Hey, that's what's up, <laughs> man. Up to degrees changed my life for real. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My brother took me to this first reggaeton concert. And I remember I went just because my brother told me to go. Not because I wanted to go. Remind you, I, do, I did not like music. So I'm sitting there in this concert and I'm just like, I probably had the worst face, the worst attitude because I, I, I didn't want to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when this guy starts singing, like. Something starts happening inside of me Mm. that I'm just like,
0: this
1: guy doesn't even know me. And he's not even singing directly to me. He not once did he look at me. Yeah. But he's making me feel a certain way. And like almost like making me feel something that I've never felt before. Mm. So right at that moment, I decided whatever he's doing for me is what I want to do for other people. that's but I didn't I knew nothing about God. I knew nothing about the church and nothing. About, I just knew at that point I just knew about music. Mm. So I thought that the feeling came from music. Mm. So I spent almost a decade following secular music and then like, trying to like performing at different clubs and just trying to like find that feeling again. Yeah. And obviously that feeling now I know is the Holy Spirit and it's gotten like the that was touching me. But at that moment I just thought it was music. And I just thought it yeah. was like if i do it good enough maybe i'll get somebody feeling the same way that i was feeling and i, I chose i was in that feeling for so long um uh, but but i spent like 10 12 hours every day in my room trying to practice and learn how to make music because i was Dang. that that's what, that feeling yeah i never found it when it comes to music <laughs> i ended up having to find it my wife um signed me up for a retreat for mm. a men's retreat mm. and i remember the third night I felt the same feeling when, when, when one of the pastors were preaching mm. that I felt. And it was, to me, it was like, whoa, that's, that's kind of when I realized. And, and at that age, at that point, I was like in my twenties. So it's not even yeah. like I spent, I'm telling you, I, I heard music for the first time when I was 12 mm-hmm. and I really saved in my twenties. So I spent a long time looking for that feeling.
0: Man. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that journey, right. That, that journey is a part of, um, I think new Christians, or maybe those that are just thinking about, you know, the faith that, that not a lot of people, um, want to say is is to get ready for it, right? It's kind of like, when I get, when I get saved, life's good. Like here we go. I'm walking (laughs) along. You know what I mean? And, and while there's some truth in that though, it also comes, uh, with action, right? There's Mm. a weight. like when they say you're taking up your cross, like people love talking about picking up the cross. but Not a lot of people like talking about the weight that that cross carries, you know? when you drag and the, and the side
1: effects yeah and the side effects of, of carrying it because your knees gonna start hurting you might fall you might fall down you might have to pick yeah. it back up you know what yeah. i mean so it's not just about the weight of it it's like everything else it's it, that we don't think about
0: yeah no that's true man and and now since you mentioned it like can you talk about um what what was it because i mean like you're you're a talented artist right and um you. and i mean uh, it's, it's funny because you travel, you travel the world, right? You go to these, uh, venues and you like sell them out. And, and who was I talking, I was talking to, uh, my niece, who's a huge fan of yours, by the way, um, Let's go and, home. And, 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 uh, I remember we were just talking about, you know, Nico and, and she's like, oh my gosh, Nico's so amazing. It's like, you know, he goes to our church, right? And she's like, what he goes to our <laughs> church. you know what I mean, and then she fell. So, um, so what, what? You you can you can use your music for anything, right? But I see you use it to spread the word of God and to yep. give that feeling that you felt to other people. How how has that journey made it harder or easier? Or what was that like uh having that calling blend in with your your talents as a musician? So okay, this is a really long story, but I'm gonna try to summarize it a little bit. I love long stories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I've always wanted to be a writer. Like mm. once I found my pocket and what I really wanted to do in music, mm. I just wanted to write to other people. Mm. If I could make a living off of just writing, I I would be happy. Yeah, that would be my happy place. Yeah. Obviously, that's not what God wants for me, so I'm not negotiating. But <laughs> <laughs> that that's just my happy place. Uh, so then, for a long time, I was writing uh, secular music. Mm. We even got a chance to write a song for Luis Fonsi, the Despacito guy. Mm. Uh, like written and produced, we were going down that path of just writing, just writing for different artists. Um, decided to move, uh, mm-hmm. wanted to go to to L. A. Mm-hmm. Move in and start writing for other artists. My wife tells me, "Pray about it." Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I I know better than to not listen to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I pray about it. That night, I have a dream where God takes me to a, a walkway, like to a, a driveway. Mm-hmm. and then the driveway it's like at the end of the driveway there's this really really big like uh, I don't know like door mm-hmm. driveway it's almost like fenced in so I'm looking at the house and in the dream I'm telling God like this is beautiful I would love to one day own something like this mm-hmm. like, I'm just like you know be myself Talk, telling God like I would love to own something like this and he's like this is yours Yeah. I'm like bet, let's go and I <laughs> open it and it's locked and yeah. then God tells me oh I forgot to tell you, you you got all of this but you lost your family He's like, where you are very talented and wherever you want to go, you're going to get there because your talent is going to get you there. But that's not where I'm going. Mm. So, okay. so then I woke up and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so after that, we've never had another conversation about that. We just decided let's, mm. let's pass that. Let's not, right? Um, I burned, burned all those bridges. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, not, not on purpose. Not like I was like, hey, deuces. But I ended up telling like the people that don't have a relationship with God, like, Hey, I can't keep working on this. And they just took it as a disrespect. And to me, I
0: was just like, I, I'm sorry, it's non-negotiable. Yeah. Negotiable. So. yeah. <laughs> Man. Okay. So, so at that point, you know, you're, you follow God, you know, mm-hmm. he says like, this isn't for you. What are you, so what, what next steps you take? Like, what do you have to like coach your mind to do in order to stay on and be like, this is still something God wants me to do. And this is just like a, a turning point in my life. Like, what yeah. what did you have to do to, to to keep pushing through that drive? I feel like that could discourage so many people.
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes, I, I, if I can be brutally honest, sometimes I still... The other day, actually, I drove by a house. I think it was in Minnetonka. I drove by a house that, that the front looked exactly like my dream. Mm. And I couldn't lie to you, I shed a tear. And I mm. kept driving. Yeah. So I mean, I, I like being honest and transparent. So people know that it's not because I made the right decision. Doesn't mean it was, it was easy or it got it's so easy. good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's almost like a daily thing where I have to keep telling myself, like, listen, even if I never get to see the promise, even if I never get to see that house, hmm. I'd rather walk in purpose yeah. than, than out of the will of God. I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. that hundred percent makes sense. You know, it's sometimes, uh, sometimes the, pro- the promises and the visions that God gives us is for, our family name and not yeah. specifically for us right like yeah. we we start it right we're part of that journey but maybe maybe that house you saw is going to be something your grandkid gets get someday or let's something go your kid get someday you know what i'm saying like like yeah. I, I don't know how many times i feel like i've been in the same boat you know what i mean just like our journey with our agency in the business we started now it's like there have been moments where it's just like man it's coming like it's <laughs> gotta come you know what i mean yeah um and so so yeah then so then you shifted over into working with just Christian artists or kind of what was the next step then?
1: Yeah. After that, well, after that, I I just literally just focused on myself. Mind you at this point, I still wasn't really making much. I wasn't making a living off of music where I can say like my wife quit her job or like, she was still basically paying all the bills. Yeah. Um, So then one of the jobs that I had, I mean, I I worked at so many different random jobs, but the last one that I had, um, she was like, listen, you just got to go all in mm. um, I, that scared the bejesus out of me. Like I could yeah. not, you got to go all in. Like I have a kid. I have my, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But she's like, okay, I'll give you like, we, we kind of negotiated. Like, let's do two or three months. Mm. See if I like, like going all in and see how that turns out. And if not, then I can always go find another job, like sure, a job everywhere. Six months later, not a penny. Mm. And Like, all right. it's it's been double the time that we said let's let's go back to the drawing board and of course she's like listen we're we're already this deep keep going Mm. okay so a year after a year a year year after okay um a year after somehow god touches the heart of this guy named aj callejero who used to work for spotify okay and he starts opening christian um christian playlists mm-hmm. spanish christian playlists like especially just to push urban spanish like christian music and we got on all those playlists and every time like that was 2018 every every song that we released it would just get on the playlist get on the playlist and our numbers started going like that so then obviously we started seeing that that you know, come in um even till this day people will be like hey the first time i heard you was on a playlist um, mm-hmm. some like random playlist so to me like that it just opened, you know, the, the doors of heaven. After that, we, we got opportunities, of course, to write for other people. Um, so that was, I felt like the first step, mm-hmm. you know? Then it was, we did a song with Funky, which is the guy that I went to his concert. Yeah. I fell in love with music. We did a song with him. I felt like that opened doors so many other places, but it, it started happening like back to back, you know? Right, right. It's almost like all the seeds that I had planted, all of a sudden they all started blooming at the same time, you know what I mean? So Bro, it was like- yeah. It, it it what nobody tells you about the sewing season is that it still takes work
0: mm. you
1: know yeah. what I mean you just yeah. you just automatically think like oh it's it's the season to receive like yeah mm. but like you still gotta you still gotta put in the work you gotta continue to keep putting in the work um so that was that was that was a great season but also hard because you see all the work but it's almost mm. like you don't really see all the rewards just yet you know what I mean and once it yeah. starts it started coming in, Then the opportunity came out to like do the song with kb we did that song and then it's like the numbers doubled like overnight so then Mm -hmm. it's like god has just been i've never been a numbers guy when it comes to music Mm. because since the beginning i've been following that feeling yeah and bringing that feeling to people it was never like oh my god these people look like look they look so rich i want to be like that it was never It was never about the money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so the numbers itself, when we're with a company and they're talking numbers, like that bores me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, man. And like, like, I think that's something that when I sit down with like new clients, musicians, athletes and stuff like that, one of the first things that we discuss is, you know, the pursuing like the outcome or or, like the titles. Or pursuing like the process like really loving the process and the journey yep. that you're on right Um, because like you said a lot of people get caught up in the numbers and the money and stuff and then what happens if that doesn't happen for three months six months a year yep. like how long can you keep chasing that and yeah. do something you don't like to do you, like you know, know what I mean you know what so I mean? can you so talk about that, it, that a little bit just like the the pursuing the purpose uh, versus like pursuing a title for or a an album
1: I think I've enjoyed to I mean I, I've learned to enjoy the process uh someone once told me like don't they told me in Spanish so I'm trying to like translate it quick in my head but <laughs> yeah. he was like saying <laughs> yeah. don't be so focused on getting to the top that you miss like you miss the journey and then just to find out that there's nothing up there mm. you know what I mean mm. so then it was almost like the journey itself is a gift and then you get to the top and then just find out that there's, there's nothing there it's almost like so I gave up what really mattered to get to a point where like there's nothing up here <laughs> Right, right. So to me that 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 helped a lot it also helped me pull back uh, from the intensity and actually enjoy my family uh um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, like- i think god god positioned everything at the right time because if i would have gotten the opportunities that i have now maybe five years ago i would have definitely lost my family because i would have gone like so head-on and taking every show that comes and taking every opportunity that comes and, and it doesn't matter like and then my family would just never see me mm-hmm. right I, i'd like blink and next thing you know they're 18 and i don't even know who my kids are yep. um yep. but we've gotten to the point where like it doesn't matter how many opportunities come we're only going to do two shows per month mm-hmm. because i don't want to be gone the majority of the of the time um birthdays holidays anniversaries none of that I'm traveling and mm-hmm. I know that typically Christmas and New Year's is really big for the music industry to like especially in the Christian to do shows yeah we don't yeah. do shows like so that's what I'm feeling like now that I've learned to enjoy the the process I'm like I can relax smell a few roses on the way you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: yeah 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 that's Dude, that's so good. And you talked about just like reorganizing your life, reframing it in a way that that honors kind of like our our priorities in our life, right? Yep. Especially as Christian men, you know, being being husbands, being fathers, right? And then of course supporting our families. And I, I love how you uh reframe that. You said you had to have conversations about that to work through that. Was that tough to to switch those priorities around and maintain it, especially as you're now more on demand?
1: Yeah, I feel like. It almost felt like trying to stop a car with no brakes
0: oof that's good you know
1: what i mean yeah. like you, you got to take a foot out and then hope that you don't break a foot while you're trying to like
0: stop and you a- might you <laughs> might break a foot
1: right <laughs> so um I, I, I that's the best way that i can describe it um but i also like i love like analogies and stories to mm-hmm. explain different things so i remember seeing something uh where the guy was like asking him like uh if you have to drive from A to C with a certain amount of miles, but you know, you, you know, you can't make it like with the gas that you have, will you stop to get gas even if you're going to be late? And the guy's like, no, I was just trying to go as far as I can. He's like, you're not going to make it regardless. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, it, like you could try to go without stopping or without, but you're not going to make it. So as at like some point, you just have to stop and like refuel, you know, refuel. And then like, so to me, I was like, Oh, okay. Like stuff like that affects me. It hits me a lot more because from years on, I'm like, I don't even remember who told me. I just remember somebody told
0: me. <laughs> Bro. And, that, and that's the power. That's the power behind those metaphors, analogies, and parables. You yeah. Know? Like, for real. <laughs> that's that's exactly what it Dude, I've never heard that before, but that is so good. That is yeah. so good about that piece about refueling um, and and the importance of it, especially at a high level, like performing people like, like yourself or professional athletes. You need to recognize when when there's a time for refueling and and a time to do that. Does does the demand of your profession and just your talent um, ever ever put into question like the need for you to refuel? I I would be lying if I said no. Okay.
1: Especially if my wife was here, she wouldn't let me say no. <laughs> Especially like on this season right now. Most of my day schedule, if I'm home, if I'm not traveling, I'm waking up at maybe seven in the morning, Mm -hmm. getting the kids ready for school, dropping them off at school, then coming back, spending time with my wife, replying to emails, whatever I need to do, like office-wise, but mostly like just spending that little one or two hours with my wife that I can, Mm -hmm. picking up the kids from school, spending time with them. Then it's like, I either have a session or an interview or really anything, then dinner, and then when it comes to like six or 7 p.m., I'm back down here into the studio up until three in the morning, then up Whoa. the next morning to six. So then it's like, my wife would, my wife always tells me like, you need you need to sleep. <laughs> so, but it, it's just a season in my life where I feel like I'm trying to prioritize my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather work to live, not live to work. Mm. Um, even even with the stuff that I love, music. So then I leave it for later at night because if, if I'm feeling like it, like if I have the energy, I'll come down here and I'll work till 3 a.m. I don't care. Mm. But if I'm tired, I would rather give up. I'd rather sacrifice music than sacrifice my kids. Rather tell mm. music, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm tired. than tell my
0: kids, hey, I'm sorry, I'm tired. You know what I dude, mean? Dude, that's man, that's convicting. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna, I feel like just in like my own work and with this business stuff, but that's so good. Right. I like how you, how you prioritize that. Um, and, and really just identify the boundaries of it, right? Like your kids yeah. come first. And, and I think what you said about that question is like, I'd rather tell my music I'm too tired than tell my kids I'm too tired. For real. Dude, yeah. That's It's so-
1: hard because when I, when I, when we decided to go hundred percent and I saw like the ball was moving, Mm-hmm. started asking uh, uh, not not people who are in the industry I started asking like pastors kids mm. all the pastor kids that I know like how did you feel about growing up with your with your pastor parents mm. and one of the things that they most had in common was they even even if they don't want to say it out loud they all felt like God took their, their parents away. Oh, so they all, they all grew up with that resentment towards God. I don't. I don't want that for my kids. I want my kids to want to be in ministry like my dad, like their dad, and not be like I don't want to be in ministry because of my dad. Do
0: so you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, dude, that's so good. And I think you know, I, oh man, I I just think that that's very true. You know, when you step into ministry and you follow God's calling, you know, there's there's kind of that like you know, drop your nets and follow me type of thing. Yeah, you know, but but our kids are our future you know what yep. i mean like they carry on her ministry you know and and who was it, it was it manasseh manasseh um he had he he his dad was super like devoted to the god of israel yep. right but then manasseh didn't want to do that like <laughs> exactly. he, he like ran the kingdom into the ground you know what i mean and it's just like um so as parents even in ministry our kids have to be part of that ministry Like yep. we have to make that a priority man that's so good and i think
1: that's also part of lead them in the way that they should go
0: yeah
1: yeah it's so you know they older they shall not depart right right man. so it's also like just keeping that in mind that you're not just burning them out before they even go in <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's so true man that is so yeah. true i love that and and i've met your kids your kids are awesome like you're man. doing such an awesome job bro <laughs> I love community. that, just that balance, just that balance. So um, now, now you mentioned your ministry, right? Can you talk a little bit about that and Nico Emmy yep. Ministries?
1: Yeah, we, funnily enough, we've been looking for different names and we were like, I didn't want it to be associated with me because it's, it's bigger than me, right? Sure. But at the end of the day, like when we're connecting it with the music and like, it just, it had to, it had to be with the name. But the main focus on that is we're, we're partnering with different churches. As of right now, like we started at the beginning of this year, no, the end of last year cuz we did the one in, in El Paso, Texas. Mm. Um last year we did one th- that first one we did was to give to like nobody had to pay to get in the concert. Their their entrance was bringing a toy. Mm. Toy yeah. drive. So so stuff like that, that that we can just be like use our music for a good purpose. You know what I mean? we did a uh, Ensenada, Mexico, where it was like this, this little town that would never be able to see a concert. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they make like cents per year or something like it was like Mm -hmm. ridiculous, like how bad it was. So the church decided to just, they rented a whole stage create in the baseball field, just made a whole whole stage. Yeah. All like all the nine yards. And we decided to go do a concert, bring food to the community. Um, Somebody preached bunch of people got saved so then it's like just bringing value to the community not just bringing music. so good you know what i mean yeah yeah, uh, yeah so that's what what my wife and i love to do the most more mm. than it's great to do a festival um it looks great on instagram <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? yeah yeah it
1: looks amazing uh but when you get to actually impact the people and you know that like somebody's day just got better mm. because we're there that that makes it
0: more fulfilling yeah yeah and that's that's following that ministry right that's giving back to yeah. the to the kingdom which i love that you're using your platform to do that and and uh you know let it connect to the work you do you know nico emory ministries is beautiful you know because uh your name in the christian community now is 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 making waves so yeah how, how can think, somebody uh, help I you think saying? the
1: sorry i think the biggest issue is people feel like the same way that pastor always says like people always wait to have like to be rich to be able to start tithing or Mm -hmm. to be financially well to start tithing i feel like people start people wait to blow up to then start using their platforms yeah like maybe i'll I'll only be able to reach 20 people because i'm not as as big as i am but i'm gonna reach the heck out of those 20 people
0: (laughs) that's right that's right man it's like it's like that saying that says you know don't fear humble beginnings Right? Yeah. You know, don't worry sure. about that stuff. It's like uh my wife just showed me a picture the other day um at the beginning of the year where I was sitting down with my very first uh potential client. Um Let's we go. didn't have a desk or anything. It was just me sitting on the floor with a laptop on the floor. <laughs> and I, I had I had a green screen background, you know, trying to look all professional talking to them and and like just you can't you can't like take the value away from humble beginnings because you have Man. no clue where it's gonna go. You That's for what real. I mean? One hundred percent. I love that man. And so, so how can somebody support Nico Emmy Ministries if they're they're on here, they're listening, they're like, man, I want to be a part of that. What can they do?
1: So as of now, we haven't really looked into um, the opportunities to be able to like, because I know typically they'll say, let's like, just donate. But sure. like, I would hate for people to start donating money if I don't know exactly where to put it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. W- we're donating is our time. Yeah, does that make sense? Yep. One hundred percent. So we could be going to this 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 concert but when we got the opportunity we, we either partner up with different different churches either in California or in Texas that will as of right now we'll go and help the community in Mexico or we, we'd love to go to other other countries um but as of right now I I really don't I want to be transparent we haven't mm-hmm. we haven't set it up in a way where, people can just donate and i can be like okay the money's going towards this you know what i mean typically like what we put is our time the churches will put the resources we partner up um sometimes because of our name or because of our our music people Mm -hmm. show up so then it's like maybe the best way that people can help is either getting us connected with their local church that we can do something similar yeah um It's the best way that i would say it.
0: (laughs) yeah yeah basically just just connect uh connect with the people who can put the shows on so you can go in and you know connect with the people you know
1: exactly you know
0: i love that man i like the transparency about it too because i think a lot of people believe that that's the only way they can help is by giving money but you know time is really your most valuable asset wisdom is the second most valuable asset you know so use those two things well you know, scale yeah. the limit. You know what I mean? So that's not
1: to say that's not, that. that's not to say things won't change. I mean, yeah. we might get, yeah. as we grow, we might get to a point where we're like, okay, yeah, we need people's money because we need to be able to do this. We need to be, yeah. be able to fund this. But as of right now, I, I, I can't take people's money without knowing what I'm going to do
0: with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's fair, man. It's so fair. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, bro. So, um, yeah, we're reaching, we're reaching the bottom of our, of our, uh, time here, but is there anything else you want to share with our listeners just about either your journey your testimony, or just to encourage like young artists, uh, wanting to make that next step?
1: Yeah. I think one of the things that has helped me the most is, uh, understanding that, as long as I'm walking in purpose and what God called me to do, I am successful. Mm, so, sorry. the biggest thing that will kill your dreams and your faith is comparing yourself to anybody else, especially with social media. Everybody, every, and, and Instagram, everybody's rich. Everybody's marriages are great. Yeah. Um, everybody's fit. Everybody lost three hundred pounds. <laughs> like, everything is good. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. Because they're already showing the highlights obviously so i think the biggest thing which is easier to set than done <laughs> is just stop comparing and also know that if you are walking in purpose you are successful
0: mm, man that's so you know what i, I think we got to have you back on another show sometime here soon. talking about comparison and that whole social media scene because that that place is a war zone for real for real so, but man i appreciate you hopping on the show today um thank you for just sharing your wisdom and and joining us and just chatting about real life stuff man i appreciate that
1: no thank you for having me i know that this this has been a long time but it, i'm sure that this had to be the perfect time because you would have talked to me a year or two ago you you I've learned a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> always learning, man, always learning. And, and that's exactly what it's all about. So thank you for joining us this week on the Bullshit Drive Podcast. I mean, if you want to hear any of Nico's stuff, it isn't Spanish, but it's still, they're all bangers. You can check them out on YouTube, Apple, wherever you can listen to music. Check it out. Hopefully you can catch one of his shows because it's incredible. And if you are an athlete or musician looking for faith-based mental performance coaching, reach out to us, www.bullishdrive.com. I'd love to chat with you. Just hear your story, hear your dreams and how God's moving through your life. And you know, it starts with you and your destiny is waiting. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. Peace.